Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'm your host, Tobaria, and I'm joined with my boy, Justin. Justin's been a Panthers fan his whole life, and I think he actually means it when he says it, unlike me. But, uh, <laughs> Justin, you've seen every Panthers game this year, haven't you? Yes. So, that being said, um, let's start off from the beginning. You know, right away, Cam Newton came out there, hurt his foot during the preseason, and you had to be thinking, not again. Absolutely, because you, you hear all the hype about North Turner and the shoulders healthy now, and this is going to be the year, and then can't even get to your preseason, and then you hit the foot injury. And I watched that preseason game, and, and it didn't really look like it was anything too serious, but that was Frank uh, Sprains, so apparently uh, nothing to play with. Nothing to play with, but then, you know, our boy Cam, he came out, he got through that, and, you know, came out regular season week one versus the Rams. If I remember correctly, they were getting kind of shit stomped originally, but then they came back and kind of made it competitive. They ended up losing 30 to 27 to the Rams. And I actually thought they were probably going to come out and lose that game, but I guess now that we're a little further into the season, the Rams aren't as good as I thought they were going to be. So I guess that uh, game isn't uh, wasn't as good as I thought it could be. Yeah, that one hurts a little bit. But you had to come out and think that Cam would bounce back and beat the Buccaneers next week, though, right? For sure, because the Buccaneers haven't been anything worth notable noting to uh last few years. And I was going to mark that as a W for sure, but then Cam comes out and just looked flat, couldn't make any deep throws, just didn't look good at all. I mean, the defense really kept him in it, but offense didn't look good at all. Before we get to, into the rest of the schedule and how everything else played out, that's a good point to know. What was your expectations for the season before Cam hurt his foot against the Patriots that game in the preseason? Like, what did you think they were going to do record-wise? I thought they really had a good shot to compete with the Saints for the division this year. Saints are always good. You got Drew Brees and Sean Payton, Alvin Kamara, the emergence of him. So you, it's always going to be a tough, uh, tough division to win. But definitely thought they could at least get 10, 11 wins. And at the very least, get a wild card, if not compete for the divisional title. You know, I thought they'd be pretty competitive, too. But I just, you know, injuries happen like this. And as you as you as you well know, I'm a Jets fan and everybody who signed the contract this year seemed like they got hurt at some point. But we're not talking about that. That shit show right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Cam Newton gets hurt and then they sit him down. In comes Kyle Allen, who seemingly came out of nowhere and just kind of lit the league on fire here. Um, came out, put up 38 on the Cardinals. I remember seeing that and thought it was a typo. Then he went and beat my boy Deshaun Watson. Then he went and beat Gardner Minshew. Then he went lit up uh, Jameis Winston. He started out on fire 4-0. Um, did you see this coming with Kyle Allen? Did you know anything about him before this season started? No, with him being an undrafted free agent, really, the only thing we got to, to see of him was last year against the Saints, which he won. But again, the Saints were resting their starters at that point, so it wasn't a real good sample size to see what we are going to get from him. But, I mean, you look at the teams he's played, I think the Texans are his best win, but you look at uh, the Titans, the, the Buccaneers, the Jaguars, not really. I think they're all sub-500 right now. I think the game this week against the Packers will really tell us a lot about where he's at and what we can expect for him. So I think up to this point, he's been more of a game manager. 
And really, I think the defense and Christian McCaffrey have been a big reason why they've been getting those W's. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey has been lighting it on fire here. They're saying he could be MVP. Do you think he got a realistic chance of winning MVP? I'm a little biased, of course, but <laughs> absolutely. I mean, he's he's crushing it right now between, you know, being a good pass-catching back, leading like, the league in scrimmage yards right now, if not damn close to leading it, and he's on pace to break, break the record. Yeah, you're a little biased because when I was talking about it, I was like, all right, Christian McCaffrey's lighting it up. I'm not going to lie to you. But Dalvin Cook is also lighting the league on fire right now. So nobody's talking about him, though, probably because he plays in Minnesota. Hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> and they got boarding Kirk Cousins up there leading them. Oh, man. Oh, he did pop off last week. He popped off last week. He he he, he showed he can hang out with them. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but he couldn't seal the deal there. But... Kyle Allen, so he's undrafted. I think he played for the Jets for a bit. I think he was on the Jets roster for a little bit, and then they cut him because that's what the Jets do. But he came back, and like you said, he'd been playing some subpar teams at that point. He played that 49ers defense, and it looked a little ugly. Looked real ugly. Yeah, they put up 51, and the Panthers were only able to score 13. So, you know, it's a lot of averages. He probably came back down to earth, but then he got a chance to make it right against the Titans where – he beat him 30 to 20 here. Um, do you trust him to take you guys to the promised land still? I know you said you had hopes of a wild card and maybe even playoffs. Do you still have those aspirations with Kyle Allen? I believe so. Cause I think uh, you can't put it on him to go out and win the game, but I think you can trust him to not go out and lose it either. I know that uh, when he's riding that to win streak, you know, everybody's hyping up that he didn't throw any interceptions. He lost quite a few fumbles, but, up until that San Francisco game, he hadn't thrown any picks. So I think uh, he can ride the coattails of that defense and Christian McCaffrey. And they've got some good weapons around. they got DJ Moore, who can be a, definitely a number one wide receiver. Curtis Samuel's finally looking good and worth that second-round pick. So I think as long as he just stays within North Turner's offense, does what you know he knows he can do and stays with himself, not try to do too much fumbling the ball, I definitely think they can uh, get that wild-card spot. So I think right now – Probably the Vikings or the Seahawks are going to be the ones they got to beat out for it. Yeah, you're right. And um, every you have a couple of tough games coming up, but the schedule doesn't look too bad here. If you can sneak one against the Packers, who looked like they were actually beatable against uh the Chargers last week, that'll go well for you. Because then after that, you got the Falcons, who are just horrible this year. But then you got to go play the Saints, and that'll be tough. But then you got the Redskins, that should be a W. Falcons again, that should be a W. You can probably steal one from the Seahawks, but Russell Wilson is just playing out of his mind right now. And then you got the Colts and then the Saints to end the season. So it's it's a mixed bag here. It can be easy or it can be hard. It really just depends on if Kyle Allen shows up. I think if we can split with the Saints and then beat the Packers, I think uh, definitely should beat the Falcons twice and – they should be able to beat the Colts, too, even if Jacoby Brissett plays. I think uh, Panthers can get that W. So that's 10 right there, and you didn't even count the Redskins, so that would be 11. I think that's pretty uh, reasonable expectations, and I think depending on how Colin Allen finishes out the year, that's going to play a big role in what happens next year going forward with Cam. So speaking about that, let's talk about Cam for a second. Did you Were you upset, surprised at all when Cam Newton got the news he went to the IR? Definitely disappointed because up until this point, 
all the conversation's been about. You know, he's working and doing his rehab. And then last week you got news that he went up to go see that foot specialist in Green Bay, and that kind of gave a red flag, like, all right, this thing's probably a little bit more serious. And then IR, the season-ending IR is always disappointing, especially from a guy like Cam. But I think that uh, with him being 30, going to be 31 next year, you know, maybe we've seen the best of Cam. Maybe that 2015 season was, you know, the highlight there. And we can't really hope for that to come back again going forward. And if you think about it, you know, he's been the captain of the ship now for eight years, this being his ninth, but obviously him not being the captain at this point. In those eight seasons, they've only been to the playoff four times, and they've only had a winning season three times. Wow. At one time being 2014, where they had a 7 8 and 1 record. Because the fantasy South was bad that year. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. And they've that. Lost, <laughs> lost twice in the divisional round, lost once in the wild card round. And then, of course, 2015, they lost in the Super Bowl to the Broncos. So he's been great. The ceiling's high. But, you know, at the end of the day, he really hasn't accomplished a whole lot. No, he does not have a lot of postseason wins, and I think that's more what quarterbacks are judged on now instead of uh, actual Super Bowl wins, which are still important. But um, I got a story for you. So I'll never forget where I was when I got notified that Geno Smith got his jaw broken. The only reason I say that is because you actually texted me, and you said Geno Smith got his jaw broken with a picture of it or something, and I was like, "This is has to be fake news, man. It has to be." <laughs> and then, sure, sure enough, right after that, my phone started blowing up. Geno Smith out, got punched in the jaw, and I get all these embarrassing stories. I'm like, "Man, why can't I just have a normal off season?" So, I know how you feel when uh, starting quarterbacks get injured or out for the season because of silly reasons, but. Yeah, this it's the life of a fan. I must say, I can't. I can probably feel for you though. This Geno Smith saga with the Jets was probably a rough time. <laughs> it was a rough time, but I'll tell you what, it's better than what we're doing now. Like Geno won eight games as a rookie, throwing to David Nelson, Clyde Gates, and I bet you don't know either of those two people. Um, <laughs> but he won eight games. Sam Darnold has an offense. Um, he can play. He's throwing to Robbie Anderson, um, Chris Herndon, and I can tell you, even though they aren't household names, they're definitely better than people Geno Smith was throwing to. But they they can't win a game. They can't win a game. But ending the question for you about Cam, before we get too far off the rails talking about the Jets, I can I can sing that uh, pity party forever. <laughs> Would you trade Cam Newton this year and get something from him? If so. Where do you think the best place would be for him to go in order to be successful? Man, as much as I hate to talk about trading Cam because yeah, like you, Cam's my boy. I, would, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, when you look at the league right now, this is the year of the backups. And so you got to assume that a lot of those backups are probably going to be available next year. So it'll be a tough market for him, especially considering he's injured. But if I had to say – I imagine the the Chicago Bears are hurting for a quarterback right now and probably willing to give something up for him. But also I think it depends on the whole injury status, you know, if if he can come back and what's he look like when he gets back. He's got one year left on his deal, and I know that Carolina has a lot of mouths to feed. And so they could benefit from cutting ties with him, but 
I don't know, man. With his ceiling being what it was, you know, you're real tempted to give him one more year, you know, to see if he can be healthy and what he can do. Be ashamed to trade him and then be watching highlights of him next year in a different <laughs> team. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He's due $19 million next year, I think. So Yeah, I think that's right. So, like, you're really going to pay him $19 million and maybe get Cam for half the season again? Like, that's a risk you're going to take? I think if I'm the GM, I think if I get a good deal, I'm pulling the trigger on it. Because, I mean, you got Kyle Allen who's shown he can handle the business, and then you also drafted Will Greer last year in the third round. So you got to assume that uh, there's some sort of future with him there. And Cam's not getting any younger, so I think you got to pull the trigger on the trade while uh, if you can get something good for him. All right, so assuming that we got four teams who call and say, hey, you're the GM, you're the GM. You got four teams calling you and say, hey, we want Cam. In the AFC, you have the Broncos calling and the Titans calling. Both offers are pretty competitive. Which one of these places you send a Cam to, the Broncos or the Titans? I mean, it depends. I think the Broncos have some solid defensive pieces, but not a whole lot of offense for him to work with. So I, I think the Titans would probably be the better fit for him to be successful right after the bat versus the Broncos. But I guess you know, it's hard to say because, I mean, the Titans, you got Derrick Henry, you got a good running game. Mm-hmm. Broncos are kind of in uh, rebuild mode. They got they shipped off Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers, and he you know, produced there pretty quick. So I think it depends. Yeah, that one's a toss-up, but here's the one that's going to be harder for you here. All right, so you got both of these teams coming, and they say, hey, we'll give you two first-round picks, both of these teams. At this point, um, Jameis Winston continues to jackal and high, look good, look bad, more bad than good. So the Buccaneers say, Jameis, you got to go. Then Drew Brees says, you know what, guys, I, I can't win an MVP to save my life. Um, can't win the Super Bowl. We keep getting killed in the playoffs because of bad calls. I'm out. All right. So Saints and Panthers, Saints and Bucks call the Panthers. Hey, you got Kyle Allen here. What are you giving up? Like we got two first round picks on the table. Who are you sending Camden to? Saints or Bucks? Definitely the Bucks because I mean you get a healthy Cam <laughs> on the Saints, man. That'd be, be hard to watch. Man, I thought you said you love Cam. You send him to the Bucks. <laughs> man, I hate the Saints though. I don't want to. I want to see them do anything. That was an option I heard recently. That somebody is like, "Hey, um, I know teams don't like to trade within the division, but we saw McNabb get traded to Washington. I think it was. Yep." They said, so anything can happen here. So I thought about that. I was like, if he had to pick which one of these teams is uh, Cam Newton going to, which one would he not want to see Cam pay for? And I, think- I mean, yeah, I love Cam. It'd be a shame to send him down to Tampa Bay. But, I mean, they got some decent pieces over there. And I think, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater, if, if Drew Brees does call it quits this year, I think they'd be willing to pay him the big bucks to make him the guy going forward. The Buccaneers have nobody. <laughs> nope, they got nothing. They got uh, they got Mike Evans. That's what they got going for him. <laughs> Mike, Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans is going to be going too, man. He goes. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, if I were him, you know, I, I, uh, Mike Evans is James Winston's favorite target, and I think the second 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 favorite target is probably the opposing team's defense. <laughs> He's a second favorite target. Just <laughs> the cornerbacks. <laughs> yeah, <I'm kidding. laughs> that's. Funny. 
All right, all right. So the last question I got for you. Um, season ends, you make the playoffs, right? Cal Allen is a journeyman. Um, he has his limitations. Everybody knows this, but he got you to the playoffs. You make it so that, you know, you're picking 24th in the draft. Do you consider drafting a quarterback in the first round? I don't think so. I think um, what Carolina really needs and probably what they did a disservice to Cam for over the years was never had a really solid O-line, especially this year. It's still pretty bad. Just a lot of shuffling, a lot of injuries. Defense is solid. You got a real solid running back. You got solid, you know, wide receivers. I think the one thing they're missing is uh, that offensive line. And who knows? Maybe if they have a good line over the years, Cam doesn't get his beat up as much, and maybe we're not in this boat. Who knows? That's true, man. Speaking of which, how is your center doing this year? Not too bad. Could be better, but not too bad. I think. Uh, who is the center? You know. Ah, uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, to be honest. The reason I asked is because um, your boy Matt Khalil decided to retire, and then the Jets brought him back, and he has been horrible. Absolute trash. (laughs) (laughs) Add it to the list there. The Jets woes. You know, that's man. He's he's just been so bad, and they tried to slow roll him in, but he's the whole the entire Jets offensive line. It has to be the worst in the league. So, um, I thought Matt Khalil would help, but I think it was you or somebody else I was talking to that said, you know, he actually wasn't so hot his last year in Carolina. Well, at what point we had both the Cleo brothers, and neither one of them were good, so it wasn't sad to see either of them depart. <laughs> he said, it's addition by subtraction at this point. <laughs> all right. Well, man, all right. Thanks for chopping up with me, man, about Cam Newton and uh, Kyle Allen. I'm looking forward to see how the rest of the season progresses, and uh, we'll definitely start planning a trip to the promised land here in 2021. I appreciate you having me on. I'm always down to talk some Panthers football or just football in general. Man, I'm going to have you on again. But, hey, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. Stay tuned for the next one.